This is the greatest hour to follow Jesus. Bob, tonight we're going to talk about the resurrection. We had a wonderful dinner last night. and We, we had a blessed dinner, and Michael and I sang in Greek. And Jesse posted it. It's, Did it's you see how over. many people have seen yeah. it? Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. So because to, this, is, this is Greek Easter today. It is, yeah. Much of the world is celebrating Easter today. I know. So tonight we're going to talk about the resurrection. It's all yours. Where do you want to go? I'm ready. Okay. I want to, I want to begin by reading 1 Corinthians 15, beginning at verse 4. And it's so nice to have all of you with us. Really, it is. And by the way, while we're going to the scripture, I got to say something quickly about the school. Even though Michael has said what, what he said, it really is, in my opinion, a last day school. Hmm. School for the last days because the Lord's going to do something very, very powerful with the young people in these days. And I will never forget the great prophecy that was given many years ago that the last move will be the youth. Hmm. And I think what God is doing with you, Michael, with you and Jesse and, you know, ministers your age, is not only is God going to prepare the world through these young people, but I think he's going to really launch the new move. And today with what, with what is happening, there's such a great hunger. I think two things are going to happen the next few months. I don't say years, I say months. I think we're, we're going to see a lot of uh, lukewarm, cold believers walk away. Mm -hmm. And I think we're going to see a brand new crowd of youth come into the church wow. with a lot of power. Wow. Yeah. So your older, maybe some of your older generation are going to start drifting away. And I think there's going to be a resurgence of something really powerful in the church. That's going to be very uh, beautiful to look at. So no doubt we're going to see two things happen. Because right now, we're, you know, everybody's wondering, like, what's next? What's next? Persecution. That's what's next. Worldwide. Mm. Against the church. Mm. Today, nearly 300 million mm. believers. Imagine that. Wow. Already almost close to 300 million believers are under persecution worldwide. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, but we, we've been spared in the Western world, most of the Western world, but not, not for long, not for long. We, we'll talk more about that later, but let's just focus now on the Lord. I've been in the car singing, oh, that thrills my soul is Jesus. You know that old song? I do. He is all, he is more than life to me. Thank you, Lord. Verse 4, and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. Yeah. And that he was seen of Cephas, which is Peter, then of the twelve. After that he was seen of above five hundred brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain unto this present, but some are fallen asleep. You know, amazing, hmm. the scriptures never talks about people dying. Never. Wow. They're asleep. Remember, when the Lord came to raise Lazarus from the dead, he said, he's asleep. Yeah. And they, they said, well, then he'll wake up. No, no. He, and he, he tried to, uh -huh. not uh -huh. even, he, the Lord would not even recognize that he, that he was dead. Hmm. He kept saying, he's asleep. Hmm. 
Amazing. And then finally he said, yeah, he's dead because they could not figure it out. So we believers sleep. We do not die. Our bodies go back to the grave, of course. But in God's sight, we will wake up in the morning. Wow. Did you ever hear Rex Humbert tell the story? True story about the little boy who passed away. <laughs> Christian family, only son. And the mom was a believer and the father wasn't. And the, they, they, they were sitting in the home, the funeral home with the casket open and both mom and dad were sitting there looking mm -hmm. at the body of the little boy. And the, and, the, and the father, just before they closed the casket, the father went over and kissed the little boy's forehead and said, goodbye son, goodbye forever. And the mom came and kissed the boy's forehead and said, I'll see you in the morning, baby. Wow. I'll see you in the morning. Wow. The difference, you see, our yeah. faith. Yeah. So, after that, verse 7 now, he was seen of James, then of all the apostles. And last of all, he was seen of me also, Paul writes, as of one born out of due time. For I am the least of the apostles, that I'm not meet to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. By the way, that word meet, people may want to know, means worthy, mm. not worthy to be called an apostle. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God, which was with me. Therefore, whether it were I or they, so we preach, so you believed. Now, if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? If there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen. But if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain, and your faith is also vain. That word vain in the Greek means futile. Mm. Yea, and we are found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he raised not up, if so be that the dead rise not. For if the dead rise not, then is not Christ raised. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain, ye are yet in your sins. Then they also which are fallen asleep in Christ are perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. What an argument he's placing before us. Wow. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the firstfruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. Amen. What an amazing explanation. Because some in the early church were really saying, well, the resurrection is past, there is no resurrection, it's all spiritual and such things like that. And Paul was so strong in what he said to the church that if there's no res resurrection then the Lord himself has not risen from the dead and if the Lord has not risen from the dead our faith is vain and we are of all people most miserable but the resurrection is such a reality even in the Old Testament think about this okay God says to Abraham in Genesis 17, verse 8, something powerful. 
about the resurrection. Think about that. That Abraham was looking forward to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. Amazing. So Genesis 17, verse 8, I want to read that for you. Because when we understand what the Bible has to say about the resurrection, we will be so... Um, I, I, I'm looking for a word. It's going to be so uh, life-changing to understand that without the resurrection, life itself doesn't exist. Just doesn't hmm. exist. Now watch this. Verse 8. And I'm going to explain what, what I just said by life doesn't exist. But let's hold on. And I will give unto thee, God says to Abraham, and to thy seed after thee. He did not say seeds. Uh, he said singular seed. And I will give unto thee, Abraham, and to thy seed after thee, the land wherein thou art a stranger. All the land of Canaan, for what? An everlasting possession. Wow. Well, how can it be everlasting if Abraham himself would not be alive to enjoy it? God gave Abraham here the promise that he himself, he Abraham, would be raised back from the dead. Because <laughs> that's the promise that God will raise Abraham from the dead. Amazing. I will give unto thee and to thy seed after thee. And that word seed, by the way, in the Hebrew language, like uh, in Arabic, Israel. It's a, a seed in the ground that will bring forth fruit. Zerah. Huh? So it also means your descendants. But it, it means basically in this portion, your seed, Messiah. The land wherein thou art a stranger, and all the land of Canaan for an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. There he includes the church. Wow. So this is a promise that God will raise Abraham from the dead, and his descendants, meaning the church, will inherit the land. Well, how can we in inherit a land forever if we're dead? <laughs> right. How will Abraham inherit the land if he's dead? Yeah. So Abraham here was looking for the resurrection of the Lord. Wow. For that to be fulfilled, it had to be. Okay. Without Jesus being raised from the dead, the word of God is a lie. Yes. In the Old Testament too. Yeah. That all the promises God made to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Israel mm. don't exist. Yes. And if that's the case, there, there is no earth. There is no world. There is no you. There's no me. Wow. Because who's holding us together right now? Amazing. Think about yeah, that. So if, if there is no resurrection... There, there is no God. And if there's no God, what are you doing here? We would not be here. <laughs> My existence and yours is proof 
There is a God. Wow. Queen Victoria asked her prime, prime minister at that time was a Jewish man named Disraeli. She said, Disraeli, give me one verse in the Bible that proves there's a God. He said, Your Majesty, I'll just give you one word. What is it? The Jew. As long as there's a Jew, there's a God. Because without a God, they'd be not a Jewish man alive. Wow. She was stunned by the answer. To this day, there is a Jewish state called Israel affecting the world even to this day. Do you, by the way, have you heard? Have you heard that the United States of America and Europe now are receiving a vaccine from who? The Jews, Israel, for this new virus. It's the Jewish state, a company called Galid, that just invented a vaccine for the coronavirus that says, very, very promising. And guess what it, what it was invented? In Galilee, by the Sea of Galilee. That's why they call it Galid. It was in the news yesterday in Fox. Where would we be without the Jewish people? You tell me. Oh, yeah. where, where would the world be? Yeah. Where would the, our te technology be? <laughs> mm -hmm. How about your iPhone? <laughs> yeah. Half of it invented by them. What did you say about their IQ last night? Well, they're just incredibly wise. They, they, they did a study, according to you, oh, that yeah, the IQ a, of a Jewish it, man very high. is higher than... It's very high. Yeah, yeah. okay. So the, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who's the living God, the living God, uh -huh. gave us a promise that his son will be raised from the dead, even in the Old Testament. We're not talking about Corinthians here. Right. We're talking about Genesis. But let's, let's go to other portions of this amazing book we call the Bible, okay? So let's go to Job 19, the oldest book in the Bible. Job saw the resurrection of Jesus and spoke of it. This is one of my favorites. Job 19, 25 through 27. Hallelujah. You know, I can get very excited. <laughs> when, Me too. When I read the Bible, sometimes I'll shout, sometimes I'll sing, you know? Dance. I just don't want to shake you. For I know that my Redeemer liveth. Now, he wrote that many mm -hmm. hundreds of years ago. He wrote that before Jesus came to earth 2,000 years ago. Mm -hmm. For I know that my Redeemer liveth, and that he shall stand at the latter day upon yes. the earth. Yes. And though after my skin worms destroy this body, yet in my flesh shall I see God. That's the resurrection of Job himself. Wow. Whom I shall see for myself, and mine eyes shall behold. And not another. What he's saying is, I'm going to see him, not somebody else. In my flesh. In my flesh shall I see God. That the Lord himself, the Lord Jesus, is God. They, yes, and he says, though my reins, 
Though my reins be consumed within me. My reins here, the word is my heart. Though my heart be consumed within me. Isn't that amazing? I will see him for myself. My eyes will behold him and not another. Though my heart within me will be consumed, I will see him in my flesh. What a most incredible, incredible, incredible. promise of the resurrection that Job yes. saw. So if Jesus did not rise from the dead, Job is perished. All this is gone. You know, and you ask me how I know he lives. He lives within my heart. Yes. It, the believer, the believer never doubts the resurrection. If he does, he's not a believer. How can you doubt the resurrection when he's more real to you than your skin? Yeah. How can you doubt the resurrection when you love someone you haven't seen with intensity, willing to die for him? Having not seen him, you love him. That's supernatural. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to ask you a question. All of you just think for a second, just think. Did you find God or did he find you? He found us. Did you save yourself or did he save you? He saved us. Yeah. Isn't that proof enough that he's alive? Yeah. All right, let me ask you another question. Are you keeping yourself saved or is he keeping you? He keeps us. I think I've said enough. Yeah. There's enough proof in your life and mine without having to look at the beauty all around us. That he lives. Yes. All, all around us. But we cannot even depend on that. We have to depend on the scripture because when Paul wrote that amazing presentation in Corinthians, he said, according to the scripture. Right. You always go back to the scripture. Yes. Not that the things you've, you, you know are real to your life. Mm -hmm. Jesus is more real to me than, than this table more real to me than everything that I see with my physical eyes around mm -hmm. me. But that's not enough, biblically speaking. Mm -hmm. It's always the scripture, because right. the scripture is more powerful that. than creation. Wow. Heaven and earth will pass away, not the word. Yes. It amen. cannot pass away. So we, our faith is only in this book. There's no other place to go. Nowhere to go. So here is the Bible. I'm giving you what the scripture has to say. That Job declares here that his resurrection is based on the resurrection of the one he calls my Redeemer, the Lord Jesus. And the very word Redeemer speaks of one who must become flesh. Can't talk about that. Well, because... How can he be a redeemer of a man who is living on earth without becoming flesh himself? Mm -hmm. So the very word redeemer 
speaks of one who, be, who has to become flesh and has to die and rise from the dead. That's what the Redeemer means. So here you have Job declaring something powerful. One, that his own resurrection is based on the resurrection of his Redeemer. Two, the very fact he calls him Redeemer means that God has to become a man and die and rise from the dead. Otherwise, he's no Redeemer. For those who are listening, Bob, why did, why did Jesus have to become a man? Why did he have not to take only on did he become a, Not only did he, did he be, become a man, he became a baby. The big difference between Adam's creation and the Lord's birth when Adam was created, he was created fully grown, mm -hmm. fully knowledgeable. He never had to go to school, never had to learn one lesson. I cannot, I cannot identify with that. He, even though Adam was created, he could not be a redeemer. Because how can you identify with one who is born fully grown up, never had to go through growth and education, and all that growth involves. Mm -hmm. now, had no parents to be dependent on all that. Jesus was born as a baby, helpless, dependent on a mother and <laughs> someone like Joseph to take care of him. Wow. To identify with humanity, he had to be born as a baby. Mm -hmm. Then he grew up to understand what we human beings go through. He, 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 he had to become all that we are to be a redeemer, to be savior. What does the word redemption mean in Red case they're wondering? Okay. I, I don't want to mess you up, okay? I, I don't want to confuse you. But in the scripture, it says in, in Revelation 13, 8, that Jesus was crucified before the foundation of the world, meaning that God Almighty saw that man would fall into sin. Why would Jesus be crucified if there was no need for that mm -hmm. to happen? Mm -hmm. So the Lord Jesus was crucified before the foundation of the world because God saw, God saw Adam falling into sin. He saw Adam giving everything to Lucifer who became Satan. So basically what happened is Satan took away from men what God gave men, what God gave Adam. Mm -hmm. Adam basically sold himself to the devil mm -hmm. in the garden. So God Almighty bought us before Adam sold us. That's what redemption means. God bought us before Adam ever sold us. Yeah, in the heart of God. In the heart of God. Right. We were redeemed before the foundation of the world. Wow. So think about what Ephesians says. Chosen in him before the foundation of the world, that we may be what? Blameless, holy, before him in love and so forth. And then if you go down that list, and he says redeemed. God redeemed us before the devil ever touched us. Then, but Jesus had to come into history and fulfill in history what eternity already accomplished. As a man. 
as a man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he fulfilled it, man, humanity discovered it. Mm -hmm. How would we hear about that? Unless he became flesh. Mm -hmm. So God Almighty had to become flesh for his promises to be fulfilled, for resurrection to become reality in the flesh. So think about this, that Jesus died and rose before the foundation of the world. Wow. It staggers the mind. Yeah. History comes in and God fulfills it in history that his son now becomes a man lives a holy life, fulfills the law, meets, meets the demands of justice because man sinned, and becomes the representative of humanity, the second Adam, who's pure perfection. Wow. So God says to Abraham, by myself, and I don't want to get too deep to mess people up right now, but I think they will catch on. He says to him in Genesis 22, by myself have I sworn, saith the Lord. Mm -hmm. In blessing, I'll bless you. In multiplying, I will multiply you. Repeat it in Hebrews to us. Mm -hmm. Well, when God says by myself, he, 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 he made a most mind-blowing statement. Because for a covenant to be made, it needs two parties and two representatives. Right, right. <laughs> so powerful. Yeah. yeah. So God the Father made a covenant with Israel, right? Mm -hmm. They failed. They broke it. So God now says, all right, since you broke it, I'll make it by myself, with myself. How? By becoming a man. So God the Father, the representative of heaven, has to become a man to represent humanity. Since humanity can't keep a covenant. Since humanity can't fulfill it. See? Oh. And what grace exactly? Oh. So now, when Jesus became flesh, God the Father, who represented the divine, God the Son, who represents the flesh, made a covenant with each other. Can never be broken. Because mm -hmm. he said, by myself. That's why he mediates the eternal covenant. Yes. And let me also add, yeah. it also demands the resurrection. Yes. For it to even stand. Now think, think, guys, think. For that covenant to be broken, it would destroy God completely. Because he gave a vow. He gave an oath. It's the only covenant made with an oath. When he said, by myself have I sworn. In our culture, in our culture, if there's ever a disagreement, a covenant fixes it. It's over. And a covenant involves blood, by the way. My dad made a covenant of blood with a with a man in Jaffa named here. No, here. Yeah. Lutfallah Hanna was the guy's name. <laughs> and he and Lutfallah made a covenant, and the covenant was if I die, you take care of my kids, and if you die, I take care of yours. Mm -hmm. And they made promises, and they also said, God is witness. In other words, if you don't do it, he'll judge you. Every covenant brings God in. You bring God into it to be a witness of the covenant. Mm -hmm. It's old covenant. It's mm -hmm. right now. It's in in, in our part of of the world. Mm -hmm. we, we even the marriage is called covenant. There's no such thing as agreements in our part of the world. Mm -hmm. That's that's a a Western invention. Mm -hmm. You have to sign a paper. Covenants are way stronger than agreements because if you break them, you die. 
<laughs> quite simple, quite simple. Okay? They kill you if, you if you break it so nobody breaks it. Okay? Now, that's a fact, by the way. That's a fact of Middle Eastern history, Greek history, Jordanian history too, over there, Chad. So God says to his son, by myself have I sworn, meaning I have to make it with myself. God with God. Think about this. If any one of those, if, if the divine or the human side broke it, God would cease to exist. Would cease. The whole world would blow up into smithereen. Impossible to be broken. Because he cannot lie. He cannot lie. Oh. And, and, and Paul says, whom I believe wrote Hebrews, I could be wrong. He said, it's held by two immutable, unchangeable guarantees. One, he can't lie. And two, there's an oath with it. Meaning it'll destroy him. So we have an unshakable promise of the resurrection in all this. Yeah, Why do we need to know that right now? Because people have got to understand without knowing that the promises of God are yea and amen. There's no Christianity. There's no peace. There's no comfort with all the stuff going around us. People get all you know freaking out and panicking. Don't panic. It's all under control. He is alive. You've been talking about living for heaven, living for another age now. Now. And so to me, the resurrection is plays a huge role. The, in, without in the resurrection, that. there is no Christian life. There's no, there's, there's no meaning to even life itself. So here the prophets of, of, of old. Think about Isaiah. Isaiah saw the resurrection in Isaiah 26, mm -hmm. verse 19, mm -hmm. fulfilled in Matthew 27, including his own resurrection. He, he talked about it. Mm -hmm. Okay? So think, mm -hmm. think, about, think about what Isaiah, let me just go to Isaiah 26, 19. And there's many amazing scriptures. I'm, I'm, you know, I don't even have the time to go through every one of them. So, but in Isaiah 26, 19, we have not only the promise of the resurrection, we have the promise later of the rapture in verse 20. It says, thy dead men shall live together. With my dead body shall they arise. Now, this is God speaking. Your dead men will live. Together with my, with my dead body will they arise, which took place in Matthew 27. Awake, awake, you that dwell in dust, for your dew is as the dew of herbs, and the earth shall cast out the dead. Now, in this promise where he declares, together with my body, with my body, that's Isaiah talking too, that I will rise from the dead with them. Because the old covenant saints rose up from the dead, after the Lord rose from the dead, Matthew 27, 27, 50 and on, and visited people in Jerusalem by their thousands. It's true. It's in the Bible. Yeah, it's there. So Paul, I mean, Isaiah says, with my dead body shall they arise. But this is, has a two double meaning here. Because my dead body also means the Lord himself. Mm. With, his dead, with his dead body shall they arise, which they did in Matthew, 20, Matthew 27. But Isaiah also implies that he too will arise with them. Wow. But watch what happens after this amazing resurrection, which took place already, of the old covenant saints, the saints of the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. It says, come my people, enter thou into thy chambers, and shut thy doors about thee. Hide thyself as it were for a little moment until the indignation be overpassed, the coming tribulation. For behold, the Lord comes out of his place 
to punish who? The inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity. The earth also shall disclose her blood or reveal her blood, and there'll be so many dead, dead people, there'll not be enough graves, for it says, and shall no more cover our slain. In this amazing uh, prophecy, verse 20 and 21, it speaks of the rapture of the church where it says, come hide into your ch uh, inside your chambers and shut the door until indignation be overpassed. That's the tribulation. But the resurrection is mentioned over and over in the Old Testament. Look at Hosea 6. And Hosea 6, verse 1, 2, and 3, is powerful about the resurrection. That it clearly states the resurrection would take place on the third day. That's right. And it did. Yeah. But it also speaks of the amazing second coming of the Lord on the third day. Mm. So if we go to Hosea 6, 1, 2, and 3 you see something remarkable in the scriptures. You know the Bible, the Bible, I don't know why people uh, ignore it. I, it's, it's beyond me, I, I just don't know. To me, it's the most life-giving, most joyous, most incredible thing a human being can do. <laughs> I read my Bible three times a year. Through it, three times. Through, yeah. yeah. I began reading it again. 11 days ago, I'm into Exodus 10 by this morning. I go, like a train. Reinhardt used to say, <laughs> when you read your Bible, read it like a cow chews on the grass. And I said, what in the world does that mean? He said, they start on one side of the pasture and they go and right chew through. all the way through. That's it, yeah. <laughs> Come, let us return unto the Lord. So this is... a. Uh, a, a call yeah. for repentance. Yeah. For he hath torn and he will heal us. He hath smitten and he, he will bind us up. After two days he'll revive us. In the third day he will raise us up mm -hmm. and we shall live in his sight. This was fulfilled in Matthew 27. Mm -hmm. That's, I love that. Yeah, it was. Mm -hmm. Some people believe, they think it happened at the cross, but the scripture doesn't No, 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 no. They rose after the Lord rose right. from the dead because he was the first fruit of the, he had to be the first fruit. There's a lot of questions about, you know, why did that happen? This is not for this time, but there's okay. many, there's a wonderful answer for it too, by the way, on why the Lord brought about the resurrection of the old covenant saints in Matthew 27 to fulfill the scripture. Okay. Because that place at that time, paradise or Abraham's bosom had to be emptied. So headline-wise, obviously there's a lot of mystery that the Bible doesn't give clarity on. But headline-wise, Jesus dies on the cross. Correct. What happens from there? What happens between there and the resurrection? He, he, he went to the underworld. And then tell us why that's important. Oh, it's very, very okay. important. Because he had to go down to the underworld to defeat the enemy completely. Okay. Spoiling principles palates and powers, leaving them completely destroyed and defeated forever. <laughs> so he came up and said, I have the keys of hell and oh, death. Man. He had to take it from yeah. them. As a, yeah, yeah. See, yeah. But the, the saints in the, the old covenant saints rose after he rose from, from, from the dead and could not go to heaven till he ascended. Uh -huh. Imagine what happened when, when, when the Lord walked into heaven uh. with Adam with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob walking with him, and he had Adam by the hand, mm -hmm. and all the saints. 
Wow, what a moment. I want a replay of that one. This is the gospel. Yeah, I want to see a replay of that. There's, I'm sure a, a tape of it somewhere, somewhere in glory. So he <laughs> he gives up his spirit. I'm just being funny. I'm no, just being this funny. is awesome. Yeah, yeah he but... He, he descends into the underworld. He has to because he had to meet... Listen, listen. The Lord had to go to the underworld to defeat the principalities and powers once and for all. Yes. And it says so in the scripture. He descended that he might ascend yeah. to fill all in all. Think about that Jesus had to go to the lowest place that he can fill... Go to the highest place and fill all in all. He who is the highest became the lowest. Amen. That he might be resurrected and fill all in all. Mm. That's incredible. Do you believe that's Psalm 24, verse 7, lift up your heads, O ye gates? We yeah. grew up as young boys in the Orthodox Church, Correct. hearing priests. That happened in the underworld. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that the gates had to open and lifted. Yeah. Yeah. Because they, they, they cried, Who is the Lord of glory? The Lord strong and mighty opened those gates. <laughs> and they opened the gates and all the saints came out. That's what happened. <laughs> On that, I got to shut. People, I can't sit still. Yeah. How can you sit still when I said that? <laughs> see, I know what buttons to push in him. I know exactly no, because, see, what to when, do. Huh? I know exactly how to get you excited. Because when Jesus went into the underworld, he destroyed forever right. Satan himself. That's right. That's right. Okay, now let's go on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it says we will not know the part of the, of the resurrection if we don't follow the Lord to know him. It says in verse 3. Anyways, the resurrection of the Lord is so powerful that in, in Hosea 13, you know, when we sing, it's the Christos Anesti Enekron. He, they, they took it from that. Hosea 13. Hosea 13, beginning at verse 14. Because in Hosea 13, oh, I hope I don't that. jump and start dancing around. You guys will be all shaken up if I do that. <laughs> Who's that, that, that guy? He looks too, too quiet. And let's shake him up a little bit. <laughs> I don't know who he is, but he looks too, he looks too, too quiet for me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's more quiet than Bruce, is he? Ah, well, I don't Bruce know. Bruce, quiet. Bruce is very quiet. <laughs> Bruce is really quiet. Okay, so let's read. Let's read verse fourteen of Hosea. I, wow, wow. I will ransom them from the power of the grave. Mm. I will redeem them from death. That's what, what happened when he rose from, from oh, the dead. So oh, death, I will be your plagues. Yes. Oh, grave, I will be your destruction. And repentance shall be hid from my eyes, meaning nobody can stop me from doing it. That's incredible. Yeah, the New American Standard says, compassion will be hidden from my sight. And that, well, in other words, he's going down to do a job. That's it. Yeah. And he's not changing his mind. Well, he was fixed, you know, yeah. on the cross for the joy that was set before him. Yeah. He endured. He knew exactly what was about to happen when, when he cried, you know, on the cross, it is finished. Mm -hmm. Wow, think about that, that amazing moment. Yeah, yeah, so precious. What a God we serve. So these scriptures would mean nothing if the resurrection didn't happen. Yeah. He is alive. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Now, look what the Bible has to say. 
in Psalm 16 and Psalm 71. I mean, these are like staggering. There's so many scriptures I can give you, but we there's no time. to the New Covenant yet. I know. I'm just, I, well, now, remember, remember, they did not have the right. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John when Paul wrote the words of according to the scripture, meaning the mm -hmm. Old Covenant. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In Matthew 16. Matthew? Did I say Matthew? I did. Yeah. Psalm. Psalm. Okay. I'm thinking already New Testament, so don't <laughs> rush me. It's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're just excited. Don't you love? Don't you love it when we're like that a little bit? Yeah. Tell your friends you better watch. Benny Hinn is in rare form right now. Let's get them all watching. I don't care who they are. Even if they hate me, let them watch. Maybe they'll begin to like me after this. Who knows? Okay. <laughs> You know what I'm thinking? Uh, you you don't know that Jesus is alive. Death has lost its victory. You know that one? You don't, I don't know. brother. You're too. You. No, we, we, I gotta lay hands on you and shake you all up. <laughs> Anyways, and the grave has been denied. Jesus lives forever. You you, you don't know that. He right? probably wasn't born then. Oh, we have to, I gotta I gotta have to teach that. What is your name? Joe. Joe. Oh, yes. Right name. Thanks. We'll fix you up soon. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> Psalm 16. <laughs> Psalm 16. Okay, let's. Yeah, he opens the Bible, and I'm telling you, you get. Okay. Yeah, hallelujah. Goosebumps. Yeah. Okay, right. so Psalm 16, verse 8. Okay. Lord, yes. I give you the praise. Hallelujah. Okay, Psalm 16, verse 8. I have set the Lord always before me. Now, this is David speaking by the, by the Spirit. And these are the words of the Lord himself. Right. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be. I shall not be moved. Therefore, my heart is glad, and my glory, or soul, is rejoicing. Right. My flesh shall rest in hope. Yes. The word rest means dwell securely, for thou wilt not leave my soul in hell. That's right. The abode of the dead, Sheol. Neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one or allow your holy one to see corruption. Here's the resurrection powerfully stated. Thou wilt show me the path of life. Amen. In thy presence is fullness of joy. Amen. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. This is the resurrection of the Lord that is stated so powerfully in Psalm 16. And then... If you look again at Psalm 71, verse 20 and 21. <clears throat> yeah! I'm sorry, I just had to do it. If I woke you up, you needed it. <laughs> Some people maybe are just a little sleepy. <laughs> oh, I think they're loving this. Huh? I think they're loving it. I hope so. If they're not loving it, I'm going to fix them even more. Okay, now let's let's read verse 20 of this amazing psalm. Here's what it says. Thou which hath showed me great and sore trouble, meaning the, the cross, right. shall quicken me, resurrection, again, and shall bring me up again from the depth of the earth. Mm -hmm. Resurrection right mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. Thou shalt increase my greatness, ascension, and comfort me on every side. 
There's so much in the old covenant about the resurrection, yes. even in portions that you don't see it, it's there. Yes, it is. Example, example, example. The ark of Noah resting on the exact date of the resurrection. <laughs> if you read Genesis, and you read that the ark rested on the 17th day, that's resurrection day. Because mm. he died on the that's 14th right. day. That's right. And three days later, 17th Amazing. day, he rose from the dead. Amazing. He rested on the 17th day. The ark, and the ark is, is the Lord in the Old Covenant. That's right. The ark of safety. I'm sorry, guys. I just get, no. get excited. We love it. No, because it's all over the Bible. I don't know why people don't read the Bible. There's something wrong with people who don't read the Bible. <laughs> and it's very, very clear uh, uh, in, in, in Acts 2, 25 to 32, it's very clear that Peter says that David wasn't talking there about himself because he did die. Mm -hmm. He did go to the grave himself. Yeah. His body did see corruption. Right. So it could not be him. And so he gives a compelling uh, presentation that who, who can deny that, the David, that, the, that his tomb is there? Mm -hmm. But the tomb of the Lord is empty. They never found the bones. <laughs> Hallelujah. Remember, do you remember, tell them the story of uh, when Billy Graham was preaching in Russia and one of the patriarchs were there from the Orthodox Church. And do you remember he asked for feedback? You, you tell me about it. Well, he said, how's my preaching? And the, the Orthodox, I think it was a bishop or a patriarch, he said, it's wonderful, but you need to focus on the resurrection more. Because Billy preached the cross so beautifully, which and he did. always does, and he always did, yeah. But the the bishop said, it, the resurrection gives the gives the cross more glory when you preach the resurrection because it proves that it was the Son of God who died on the cross. Absolutely. And um, <clears throat> well, keep going. I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to rabbit. No, you. but I want. I want. I well, want. I want to hear that. Can I say one thing? Yeah. Okay. You're the pastor. Not this when is you're your here. Program, not brother. when not you're mine. here. Not it's, when you're here. Last night we had lamb. Great lamb. We laughed Ooh, hard, that we? was the best. Jesse made it. Pasta deal with. Me. Oh. oh yeah, that was my mom's recipe. I had two portions. I filled up. Go ahead. Okay. Well, so uh, about Jesus being the seed that I know we're going to get to. I'm sure. No, as, no, as sorry. Yeah. The New Testament, but uh, about him being the seed, we. In Genesis 3, where we call it the, in Greek the proto-evangelion, the first preaching of the gospel, the first announcement of the gospel. So let me just read it to you real quick. Please. Genesis 3.15, this is the Lord responding now to Adam and Eve's fall. I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed, and he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. So you beautifully teach how at that point we start following the seed we'll of have the to. Messiah through the scriptures. Yeah. So it's amazing to me that resurrection power and the Lord being raised from the dead, he's often referred to as the seed or first fruits, fruits and seed. And in Genesis 1, it's on the third day that seed starts to bear fruit. Correct. Seed is introduced yep. and it begins to bear fruit. In other words, on the third day, 
it's a prophetic type that the seed is a picture of the first fruits. Seed breaks the ground, it breaks the grave on the third day. It's all over the Bible. Yes. Even, in, even in the story of Adam, God puts him to sleep. That's the, the death of the Lord. And after he <laughs> takes his wife and builds her up, he, then he's raised back from the dead, basically. Yes. Adam. It's a great story of the crucifixion, the church being born, yes. and the resurrection. Adam goes to sleep, crucifixion. Yes. Side yeah. opens. Yeah. His wife comes out. Yeah. Church. Right. He's raised back to life. Yeah. But one breath, right? Yeah, ex exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and one spirit. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Wow. Jeez. <laughs> God didn't have to create another spirit. She, she was a part of, of the man already. Ah, you're getting me too excited. That's what I'm trying to do. Woo! 1 Corinthians 15 again. Right, let's go. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 21 through 23 is so powerful. You know, there's, there's so much about the resurrection of the Lord that's kind of hidden... Uh, in Scripture, both Old and New Testament, there's just so much in it. It's not enough to do it in one, one day like this. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. Mm. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. The very fact Jesus rose from the, from the dead. By men, the resurrection had to come for us to be raised from the dead because all die in Adam, mm -hmm. all live in Jesus. And what did Jesus say? What did our most precious, wonderful Lord say in John 14, verse 19? Because I live, you will live. Because <laughs> I'm alive, you will live. And I, and I love, I absolutely love John 5. Because in John 5, he talks about the spiritual and then the physical in the same chapter. Mm -hmm. So if you go to John 5, 25, and John 5, 28 through 29, it's two different resurrections. Mm -hmm. Yeah? So let's look at both, which happened to us. Yeah! My goodness gracious, I don't know how you can be, be quiet. I'm doing all right, people. What, what well, verse are we starting? I think I, think I just shook him up. I just, his <laughs> eardrum just began ringing. What I'm verse? Gonna, I'm going to, well, let me, let me read because I'm too, too excited. Yeah, go, okay. Go. Isn't that great? Oh, it's amazing. Hallelujah. Okay, so John chapter 5, the Gospel of John. Jesus, 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 I give you the praise, Amen. Lord. Okay. We're going to look at verse 25. Here's what the Lord says. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the hour is coming, and now is, when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. But now watch this. Verse 28. Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming in the which all that are in the graves shall hear his voice. And shall come forth they that have done good unto the resurrection of life, and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. Mm -hmm. So here we see, uh, amazingly, two resurrections. And they basically really go kind of hand in hand. Because if you look at them one more time, 
Verily, verily, I say unto you, the hour is coming, and now is, when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, spiritually dead. And they that hear shall live. Verse 28, marvel not, for the hour is coming in the which all that are in the graves, uh, physically dead, shall hear his voice. So there's two groups here mm -hmm. that are raised. Born again, verse 25. We already have seen that fulfilled in our life. I say unto you, the hour is coming, and now is when the dead, spiritually, shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live spiritually. Verse 28, marvel not at this, for the hour is coming, in the which all that are in the graves, meaning physically, shall also hear his voice. He's talking about the church here. Mm -hmm. And shall come forth, uh, they that have done good unto the resurrection of light. That's the church. And then later in history, they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation because they will hear his voice more than once. Because this amazing verse is divided into two resurrections. Mm. The one of the Powerful. saints and the mm. one of the wicked, which happen at separate times. And the ones of the wicked will happen a thousand years after the millennium. Remember, remember. Mm -hmm. We shall not all sleep. Because Paul write, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, we shall all be changed. This is one of the most remarkable prophecies of the New Testament. When Paul the Apostle talks about our, our amazing transformation. Yeah, and that is coming. What a day that will be, Amen. dear Lord, what a day that will be. And he, you know, he, he, he talks about, uh, I, I think every Christian has got to read uh, that amazing chapter that clearly explains the resurrection. And then it says, behold, verse 51, be, behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. We, we're not going to all die. But we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trump shall sound, and the dead first shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed, we who are alive. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. And when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality. Then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is walled up in victory. That's from Hosea 13. O death, where is your sting? O grave, where is your victory? For the sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the, is the, is the law. So Paul is clear here that there will be first the resurrection of the saints, Mentioned in 1 Thessalonians 4. At the last trump and so forth. So that resurrection happens. We're all raised. Those who die in the Lord or are asleep as the Bible says. 
those who are already in glory will come with him to meet halfway in the air. And so shall we ever, ever be with the Lord. What a day. Amen. Wow. We will reign on earth a thousand years in perfect conditions. The natural people that will still be alive when the Lord returns will remain on earth under the authority of the church. The whole world, the whole world will be under the domain of the Lord Jesus. The Jewish people will be under the domain of King David, who also was given the promise of resurrection. Remember that. Mm -hmm. So think about David alive again, physically as he was, ruling from Jerusalem over the people of Israel forever. The church is ruling over the nations in perfect conditions. Wow. No more pestilence. Wow. No more doctors who confuse us when they talk to us. <laughs> no more vitamins, medicines. You better take vitamin C to live longer. None of that. <laughs> Perfect conditions. And we, the church, will come back in our resurrected body just like the Lord's body. Yeah, wow. Now you're going to think about that for a second. What kind of body are we going to have? Are you ready for this? I think so. I, I don't know if I should say yeah. it on live. Uh, Maybe not. <clears throat> Our bodies will not be the same as these. That need sleep, food, shower, or bathroom. No more toilet paper. For a thousand years. And forever for us. You see, people don't think about that. Yeah, true. We will not be flesh and blood. No more blood tests. Hmm. Think about all that. We shall be like him. Jesus said With bodies, to, though. Brand new bodies. Right. But very much bodies. Right. Yeah. When the Lord came to earth, he ate with them. Real food. Mm -hmm. When you say flesh and blood, you mean... Well, because he limit. was flesh and bone, right? not blood. Right. He yeah. didn't need blood to live. We need our blood to be alive. We will be living by the Spirit's power. Wow. That's all for another, yeah, yeah, yeah. another Sunday, another Sunday. Yeah, I just yeah. wanted them to have a yeah. clear idea of what yeah. you're saying. Because we shall be like him. When Jesus rose from the dead, there, there wasn't one drop of blood in his body. He said to the disciples... Come see, I'm flesh and bone. He didn't say flesh and blood mm. to Thomas. So perfect conditions. The church, separate from the world, will continue to live as today. They'll live to be 120 and even longer. The sun will shine seven times brighter. Perfect beauty. Israel will be remade physically, lit literally. Reshaped. Can you, can you give some scripture reference? Oh, yeah, that? yeah. It's all in the Bible. Read Zechariah, Joel, and so forth. Uh -huh. Where the Bible, I'll come back and do that. Yeah. But where the, where, where the <laughs> Word of God says it will be totally rearranged. The Dead Sea and the, and the Med and the Red Sea will be united. Wow. 
during those days. So it's going to be an amazing uh, transformation of the land, more beautiful than Switzerland could ever boast. Aren't you, aren't you, aren't you Swiss? Bye-bye, Switzerland. You're going to be living in, in Jerusalem, brother. Hold on, I saw. So think, think about Israel being more, more, more beautiful than Luzon. I've been there. Yeah? Lake Geneva, goodbye forever. Lake, it, honestly, Israel is going to be the place for beauty. Wow. Today they say, oh, is this the promised land, land of milk and honey? And there's desert everywhere. No, no, the Lord saw already those days of beauty. And the, the full Holy Land will be under the Lord's control. From Egypt to the Euphrates, wow. not to the Jordan River. All that God promised Abraham. So I think that's a big chunk of the whole Arab Middle East world, okay? That is the Garden of Eden. The entire Garden of Eden went from Ethiopia to the Euphrates. That Garden will be our home. Just the, Transformed. Just the size of the Land of Promise spoke of resurrection. Absolutely. That Abraham and way more. would have that in eternity, yeah. raised from the dead. Yeah, and wow. God told him to the Euphrates. That's into Iraq and so forth, and upper areas too. All this will be such beauty beyond description, and the world will be under the rule of the Messiah. No demons to harass them. No sickness to afflict them. Nothing for a thousand years. But those unbelievers, to show their wickedness, will not change. Because the heart of man, in reality, is wicked. That even after perfect conditions, they, they will rebel. Mm. So, the, so that's why Satan will be, will be placed in a prison for a thousand years. Then released to tempt the nations. To come against the camp of the saints. To show how wicked man really is. Mm. That God will be justified in his, in his judgment on that day. That fire will fall from heaven and destroy them all. And throw them all into the lake of fire. Why would God allow that? To show humanity. I've given you a thousand years of perfection and you still rebel. Okay? Yeah. Now there's a lot here I can say that I won't right. say. Because I truly believe in predestination to a point. Mm -hmm. Maybe more than most people even realize. Because I don't, I cannot see if you look at the Bible how it can be otherwise. That God predestined the church to be his people. And it proves it's not the perfect conditions that keep our soul. No. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. bowing to he's his lordship. The one, he's, he's the one who gave us the very will to say yes to the cross. The very faith to believe. We didn't have it from mm -hmm. on our own. Mm -hmm. What, did you produce your own faith? No. Or me? No. We would not have even known how to do it. He gave us the faith to believe. Faith is the gift of God, it, it says. So grace is his gift. Everything we, we have came from the Lord. So then we'll, we'll, you'll, you'll, you'll see the last resurrection. There will still be, and that's what the Lord is talking about here in this amazing verse, that the, there'll be the resurrection of the righteous and the unrighteous because during that millennium reign, there will be those who will accept his reign mm -hmm. and become accepted righteous. Mm -hmm. but, but the majority will not. There's a lot about the resurrection we can say today, but, you know, it's not the time. But saints of God, here's how, the way, how I want to close. 
Oh, glory to God. We are, I'm sorry to get excited because... You should be excited about this. Well, because, see, we are really close now. Yeah. We are really close to the coming of the Lord. And I'll tell you why, I'll tell you why. Get ready for the coming of the Lord, okay? Get really serious about this. Uh, so, so I will give you three. You want to ask me first before I give them the three keys? Give the keys first and then I'll ask. Uh, number one, number, number one. Get to know your Bible. Yes. Get to know the Word of God like you've never known the Word of God. That's very true. Dis dismantle yourself, disconnect yourself from everything that doesn't matter anymore. No more crazy shows on TV. No more listening to the news that is so depressing. No more watching programs. No more being in connection with anything worldly, including sports. Get connected to heaven. Start living for heaven now. Don't wait till it's till it's gone till till it's too late. Number two. So get to know your Bible. Number two. Get ready for persecution. So when it comes, you'll be you'll 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 be strong. How? Read Fox's Book of Martyrs. Study the lives of the fathers and how they survived. Look at the lives of Tyndale and those amazing men who gave us the Bible and what happened to them. Study the, 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 the persecution of the saints by the Roman Empire and by Constantine and by the Catholic Church who forbade people to even read the Bible. Let's be real. Let's be raw here. Huh? That's history. Look at church history. Look at the morning stars of the church. Study the reformers, Luther, Tyndale, so many others that gave us the scriptures we have and love and what they had to go through to give us the Bible or Hass, Jan Hass and others. Know their life. I know no book greater than Fox's Book of Martyrs to prepare you for the persecution. And then read other things that can strengthen your faith. We need them. Mm -hmm. And thirdly, never walk away from the Lord. Cleave, cleave, hold on, like Paul said, take hold of life eternal. And don't ever let go. These three keys will keep us strong. So good. Yeah. Okay, ask me. Compared to uh, when you were a young man, are you less afraid to die. Oh, yes. Yeah. I'm joyful. Last night so, I was thinking about it. <laughs> okay. So has that always been the case? No. What, what no, has happened? No, no. I never really talked about that mm, a year ago. I, I don't know. Some, some, some. I did some. Today, I look forward to that moment, whatever the cost, whatever the cost, to, to give my life totally to the Lord. I... I, I don't even so, have to think twice. So is the is the world less appealing to you now? Oh, yeah. no appeal whatsoever. Zero appeal. Zero appeal. I'm losing, I'm losing, and I'm not trying to impress you, by the way. I'm losing all desire for this place called Earth. <laughs> you can have it. And all that comes with it. I'm serious. Yeah, your heart's going up. Oh, my heart is already up. Yeah. So I'm, 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 you know, 
I'm in my own little world now. I don't know, and I'm loving it. I'm loving every second of it. You know, it's like a disconnect. It's like, and, 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 and it started three years ago. It began three years ago. When, when the Lord said to me, stop watching network TV now. I did. My TV never comes on uh, to watch news, to watch network programming. I've disconnected my TV completely, all of my televisions. I still watch. I, when I say TV, I'm not saying the box. I'm saying network TV. I don't like to have a network TV in my home. But I will watch uh, Christian uh, like uh, things I can download that I want to look at. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of biblical lectures you can watch, like DVDs, mm-hmm. or you can download something beautiful. There's a lot of great things you can download that are inspirational and moving and beautiful. Um, like example, like example, the the history of the church today, you can download all that. Mm-hmm. Or you can download the whole Bible. You can download so much, way, way more than I even knew existed. So who wants to watch the garbage that they want us, that they force us to watch? Mm-hmm. So some say, oh, you know, it's a good program. I said, it's not about the program. It's about who's controlling those commercials that come in, yeah. that you don't know what's, what is coming at yeah. you. And it's time you could give to the Lord. Yes. So the only time I will watch the box that I control what I want to look at, it's something beautiful, biblical, wholesome, that I choose, not someone else choosing it for me, is only when I eat, so I don't have to look at the wall and chew. It's the only time. Yeah, and you're watching Abbott, Costello, and those guys, Three Stooges. Oh, very little. No more. No, no, no. How now, about Israeli like, yes, history? You're still uh, watching. That. Very. I, I enjoy anything that will increase my capacity of the knowledge of the Lord mm-hmm. or the knowledge of where we are. Absolutely. Look, even even the Lord Jesus knew about the tower that fell mm-hmm. and about the blood that was shed by yeah. Pilate. All that stuff. So the Lord was not unaware of what was going on around him. What the Lord was was saying to us is do not be so attached to the things of the world don't let the filth of the flesh enter your mind or home you can't allow that anymore so today we christians have got to be very careful that now still still and i fully understand i fully understand that someone may may want to have a moment to go do something like a piece like forgive me golf sport or just take a walk, you know, uh, just to get refreshed in sure. your mind. Even the Lord did that. He mm-hmm. would go to Gethsemane for refreshment, mm-hmm. for joy, for a time of, of beauty. And he even, he even went fishing. Come on. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's important we know, because remember, even after he rose from the dead, he, 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 he caught that fish that he was cooking. <laughs> so the, the, our precious Lord is our only example we can go to. So we, we, we cannot become weird and call uh, and go lock ourselves in some monastery in the desert. Mm-hmm. It's not going to help me anywhere, or anyone. You have to disconnect from the world and the present world. When I grew up, it was a very innocent world, a very innocent world. The Abbott Costello, the Laurel and Hardy, the good, you know, mm-hmm. uh, comedy and all this. I, mean, I, don't, I don't see anything wrong with it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I will watch that. 
So when, when I say TV, I mean network TV. I don't want that in my home. I don't want anyone to come into my home and pollute the atmosphere. I choose what I want to watch. No one else will tell me what to watch. I think we, we believers must come to that place now to decide what will I allow my eyes to see. And what the atmosphere in our home is like. Completely. You know, Job said, I'll set no wicked thing, mm-hmm. the, God's word in the Psalms, I will set no wicked thing before my eyes. That's our decision. Mm-hmm. But to, but in today's life, my life, if you really want to know my life, mm-hmm. mornings, Bible. Evenings, Christian literature and Hebrew Bible. Mm-hmm. Now I'm reading the, the Sovereignty of God by Pink. Oh, what a book, what a book. People probably can't handle all that because I think it's too deep for some folks. Um, the Bondage of the of the Will is my next project mm-hmm. to read by Luther because I think this is very strengthening, uh, uplifting, and educational. As a believer, I want to know what was in their hearts, these amazing giants of the faith, mm-hmm. these morning stars, stars as they were called. And at the same time, I'm, I'm really... Uh, digging deep into the Hebrew Bible, the Hebrew language at night, mostly at night. Wow. I'm really getting the depth of the Hebrew scriptures because to me that's, and I maybe later I'm gonna end up learning Greek. I don't know if the Lord That'd will let fun. me. Well, who knows? But, but I would really recommend every believer, and I don't, I'm, I'm not asking all of you to go and do what I'm doing, but it's time to disconnect from this world. Very quickly, you need to just say, I'm done with this, 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 I don't want it and start focusing on things that nourish you, feed you, bless you, strengthen you, and so forth, and bring you closer to the Lord. These things are so important to us. But I'm yes. thinking, the reason I'm asking that, the reason I asked you that question is because to me, the fear of this disease and or other diseases that may be coming to me is just, it's actually a fear of death, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the Lord dealt with death so that we wouldn't have to live in fear Correct. and bondage. You see it with Gideon too, right? So Gideon Gideon hears the voice of the Lord in the midst of his greatest fear. The Lord has to take him in to the enemy camp to hear his plan. And um, I'm feeling a pulling away to be with Jesus. I think there's a very deep work that he's doing in us to prepare us for the days to come. Absolutely, no doubt. And it's almost difficult to articulate. Very difficult to articulate because people don't really understand what's happening in our hearts by the, by the Holy Spirit. And this is the time not only to disconnect from the world, it's time to run and catch up with where, yes. w- what we've lost in the Spirit, you know. Mm-hmm. It's time to redeem days, mm-hmm. time. It says redeeming the time. We have to do this. We have no choice. And you know what, Michael? I don't even know how to say that. But the very subject of death to me has become very joyful mm. because it's not death. It's just right. a change of address. Yeah. I think the Lord's going to keep me here for a little while. Uh, I pray he will for the sake of you kids and my grandkids and so forth. There's a few things I want to do for the family and the church and the church, especially the church. Once I'm done, shalom aleichem, I'm gone. You know, I don't want to stick around in my mm-hmm. 80s and be, and to be told by authorities, you can't do this and this, you lock, mm-hmm. lock you up somewhere because you're too old. Who wants that? Mm-hmm. I don't want that. Mm-hmm. 
I think there's people watching who don't have that assurance. Could you tell them about Jesus? Joe, would the you help only, me? Yeah, the only, this is my camera, right? Yeah, you're right here. <clears throat> the only joy you'll ever find in life, you'll find it in Jesus. And I mean a true intimate walk and a true intimate reality of the Son of God. Yes, I ask people, have you ever had a face-to-face -face encounter with the Son of God? Truly? I asked one young man one day, I said, uh, have you ever had a face-to-face -face encounter? He said, I don't know what you mean. I said, well, you're a, you're a Christian man. Have you ever had a face-to-face -face encounter? You know what his response was? I'm Pentecostal. I speak in tongues. I said, I didn't ask you that. Because when Peter stood in Caesarea Philippi and heard the question, whom do you say that I am? Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God, he said. He stood face to face. And as a result, he heard, I give unto thee the keys of the kingdom. That's guarantee of salvation right there. Jesus was not giving him the, the keys of heaven, as some people believe. He was just simply giving him the guarantee. Now, four things happened that day, which must happen in every life that truly wants to know the Lord. Number one, face to face. Number two, thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And the Lord said, flesh and blood hath not revealed this unto thee but my Father, meaning a revelation of the Holy Spirit that this is Messiah, that Jesus of Nazareth is the Christ, the Son of God. You can't really walk with God. You, can, you cannot say, I'm born again, without, number one, meeting him face to face, where the Lord becomes more real to you than you, more real to you than life, more real to you than family. Not with these eyes, you're saying. Yeah, the real, real in 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 face your face. being, yeah, in yeah. your being, you, his reality uh, destroys all other realities. Mm -hmm. See, mm -hmm. number two, number two, that the Holy Spirit, not the Bible, not books, not movies, not documentaries, the Holy Spirit will show you this is the Son of God. This is the true Messiah, because there's many messiahs out there. Many messiahs. There's only one true messiah. Number three, he acknowledged him. Thou art the Christ. We cannot be born again unless, unless we say it. Thou art the Christ. As we are face to face. Mm. And number four, he acknowledged him publicly. All the others heard him. Meaning, I'm not ashamed that I am born again. I'm not ashamed to talk about the Lord. Mm. 
anyone who is ashamed to mention Jesus, anyone who is ashamed to say Jesus is my Savior, yes. anyone who is ashamed to share the gospel is not born again. How can you be born again and be ashamed? So these four uh, foundations are true foundations of salvation that give you that guarantee when my heart stops beating and I open my eyes, I will see his lovely face. Amen. It's not some experience where I prayed the sinner's prayer because someone said, repeat after me. A lot of people uh, pray the sinner's prayer because they don't want to go to hell. They don't want to burn. And I always tell them, Jesus is not a fire escape. You, you don't receive him just because you don't want to burn in hell. You receive him because you want to know him, love him, serve him, follow him. And if needed, die for him. Mm. Physically die for him. If he died for us, what a joy to die for him. So the Lord is our life. We have no other life outside the Lord. That's the only way I know to live my life. That is how you are born again, by accepting him as you come face to face with him and not pray a prayer, but give him your life, really like a life exchange. We exchange lives. I give him my life completely, completely with all the filth and all the dirt and all the bondage and all the darkness, and I receive his life. Yes. And slowly, days or hours later, I begin to sense the reality of the Lord in my life. It happened to me. So great became the reality. It was amazing, truly amazing. And it never left me, never. And besides that, slowly he changes you. Things you enjoy, you no longer enjoy. Things you want, you no longer want. Friends you've had, you no longer want them. Things you did not want, now you're hungry for. The Bible becomes uh, a fire in your soul. You can't put it down. Mm -hmm. You can't stop reading it. You, everything in you wants to know more. And all you say to yourself, why did I wait so long? <laughs> Why did I wait so long to know the Lord? And you close your eyes at night with such joy and peace, and you wake up in the morning, and the first you do is acknowledge him. Every morning, I, the first thing I do, wonderful Jesus. You acknowledge him continually. He is your life. If you want that, I want you to pray after me. Just say, dear Lord Jesus, I need you. I'm tired of the way I live. I'm tired of my sin. I'm tired of the bondage I'm fighting. I'm tired of the world. And now, Lord, you said, come unto me, all you who labor, all you who are heavy laden, I'll give you rest. And you promised me rest. I desperately need rest and only in you can I find it so I give you my life the mess I'm living in 
the bondage, the darkness, and all my sin. And Lord God, I receive you now as my Savior. For I believe you are the Son of God. And I believe you died on a cruel cross. And I believe you shed your precious blood. Your holy, precious blood for me. And I believe you died and were buried in the grave. You were buried in a grave. And you rose from the dead on the third day. And ascended on high. And right now I know you're seated at God's right hand. The Lord of lords and the King of kings. The Lord of heaven. The Lord of glory. Oh, dear Jesus, forgive my sins. Oh, dear Jesus, wash me now with your precious blood. Oh, dear Jesus, now come into my heart and save my soul. I want to know you one-on-one. I want your presence in my life to be more real than I am, more real to me than my own body and my own life more real to me than the world, more real to me than anyone. Dear Jesus, I surrender. I give you my life completely. Now fill me with the Holy Spirit as I surrender. Wash me with your blood. Make me clean. And blessed Holy Spirit, empower my life bringing me closer to Jesus daily, dismantling my life, disconnecting my life from this world and the flesh, preparing me for the coming of the Lord, my Lord Jesus. Amen. I'm telling you, I'm sensing the presence of the Lord just praying like that. And Lord, I release your anointing why don't you stretch your hands towards me? I'm really feeling the anointing. Lord, release your, your anointing and your power and fill every person now with the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' sweet name. Amen. To get daily teaching from Michael and to follow our event schedule around the world, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Be sure to subscribe to the Jesus Image TV YouTube channel as well. By partnering with Jesus Image, you will help us take the saving and healing power of Jesus to the world. Your giving changes lives forever. For more information, please visit us online at JesusImage.tv or write us at Jesus Image, P.O. Box 950640, Lake Mary, Florida, 32795. Thank you for your prayers and financial support. Jesus is the answer for every life, everywhere.